0: It's the b Daily on the new 105.5 Sports Live from the Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios here in Auburn. My name is Aaron Morse, filling in for Maddie B on this Monday morning. Happy to have the head coach of the Bates women's basketball team, Allison Montgomery, with us in studio. And Coach... I know I was able to attend a Saturday luncheon um, after your final NESCAT game of the year on Friday. On Saturday, you had a luncheon to honor really the, the, the season, but also senior captain Erica Lemire. Mm-hmm. She's the lone senior. This is the second uh, time you've had a kind of a lone senior on your team. I remember your first year here, uh, was Chelsea, Chelsea Nason was the yeah. lone senior, and this year it's Erica Lemire, and... Obviously, based on all the tributes I saw, she's a very beloved teammate, isn't she? I mean, she there she's going to be missed by her teammates after she graduates, isn't she?
1: Yes, she's going to be missed by everyone in this program. Um, she's just such a um, genuine kid and has really worked to develop relationships with every single kid in our program. I think you probably got a feel for that. Um, just kind of hearing her speak and her, hearing our team speak about her. But she's put so much into this program, really invested um has invested a lot both into the program to relationships with their teammates and developing a really good relationship with me so um yeah she has just worked her butt off to get our program um just where it is in terms of developing culture and kind of keeping it all together so definitely dreading um losing her for sure yeah
0: and Coach Wing, just so you know, um, Allison emailed me last week saying, I need some audio clips, and we're going to make a video where I pretend to be Erica. So I gave her those audio clips, but I don't think you knew Christina, who's the assistant uh-huh. coach, Christina Marquette. She made the video, but she also, so Allison was pretending to be Erica, but unbeknownst to Allison, Erica pretended to be her, and she mashed she mixed the clips together. So uh-huh. you didn't know about that, did you? No. <laughs> uh. So what was your reaction, you know, seeing uh, yourself on screen uh, with Erica Lemire playing you?
1: Yeah, once I got over a little bit of the shock and <laughs> some slight embarrassment. um <laughs> I I mean, I think it was, you know, obviously it was really creative by, uh, by Christina to put that together and make that. So, but also I think it was really cool. It just speaks to, I think the great relationship that Erica and I have, I think really, really trust each other enough that we know we can put that stuff out there and and still feel the same way about each other. But it was just really fun. I thought, um, really, I think it was really fun for our team. We talked about it a little bit yesterday at practice, but Really fun for our team to see us sort of um, impersonate each other that way. And I did make it clear to them this is a one-time thing. This is a <laughs> yeah. special year. This is, you know, we have one senior, and she's kind of a special – she's definitely a special kid in that um, she's she's the one kid that I've coached for four years. Right. So this season, it was like her and I going into this season talked a lot about we are the only four uh, – I mean, we're the only two – um, who've been here for four years and have sort of seen the program from sort of start to where we are now and tried to make that um you know something kind of special and um so hopefully hopefully our team knows that that was a, a one-time one-time thing I, <laughs> I it was, was telling, fun i was
2: telling one of the other coaches last week one of the things i did when i coached football in Skowhegan was we allowed the the seniors to have a skit. yeah at the end of the season not I think it's before maybe like the next to last game, somewhere yeah. in there. Maybe yeah. it was the last game. And cause they would say, Coach, can I borrow your jacket and your hat or whatever? So they dressed up like the coaches and mm, Yeah. Boy, you, you learn a lot about what they think about how you act.
1: Yes, and you do. I'm thinking,
2: <laughs> Really? You know, whatever. And but I don't I, do that. But I, <laughs> yeah. But I was saying to uh, I can't remember who we told who I told that to, but uh, we had a kid, Roy Peelot his name was, he won't mind me saying this. He was our best player. There wasn't any question. There was no dispute. And we used to give stickers for the helmets like everybody else. And, uh, I mean, he had stickers everywhere. He pretty much had to put them on his face mask. He had so many. I mean, he he did so many great things for our team. And so, of course, they took that opportunity to dump all over him. They'd say, oh, somebody was impersonating me. Okay, now I got a sticker here for, oh, uh, Roy Pilar showing up on time. Here, here, Roy, and then oh, they'd ask so to him to come out. Oh, yeah, they. Oh, Roy Pielot having his mouthpiece. Oh, here we go. I mean, they. Yeah. They really gave it to him, but it was. It was fantastic for our team. It really it is. I bet it was just like what you were talking about. it was it was good. It, it was good great.
1: morale. Yeah, the thing that they um, got me on well, they got me on multiple things, but <laughs> I'm a little infamous for having sort of long meetings with players. <laughs> so they had me they Ooh, had me saying, shocking. Hey, hey, Julia, can you just come down? I'm just gonna take ten minutes and then they had her walking back up the stairs like, you know, three hours later. Right. Yeah. Which so they did get me. They they like that one. I like that. That yeah, is yeah, good though.
0: I, I enjoyed Erica's uh going out onto the court. Like, if there was a bad call, sometimes Allison will, like, go, go on the court a little far, maybe. Uh, and and hi, what, what was that? Jumping off? Jumping. Yeah, and she uh, was wearing our, heels. Yeah. Like oh, a, a yeah. yeah, so. You I wear think heels a, during the game? I do, yeah. Ooh, so I okay. think she,
1: uh, yeah, they all enjoyed that. I, I, I get a I little bit animated. I get a little animated sometimes.
0: So, you know, Erica, you know, she played some, uh, quite a bit, a little bit her first year here, yeah. off the bench, kind of. Mm-hmm. And then, as she talked about on uh, the lunch end, she tore her ACL huh. and uh, was basically her sophomore and then her junior year as well, kind of were yeah. lost seasons, only playing a few games each year. Um, did so? How did she have to change her approach to basketball as a senior? She was finally healthy, but she had that big brace, obviously. Yeah. And so how did she had to change from what, how an issue how she initially was as a player to how she was this season? Kind of.
1: Yeah. Up? Uh, well, I think so. When she tore it her sophomore year, she had just sort of re- she was really emerging, yeah. had a really nice role on the court. Um, so it was even you know it's always heartbreaking when anyone suffers an injury and definitely season ending. But even it was even more challenging I think because she was just starting to get a taste of like oh I can really make an impact here. Um, and then when she came back last year, she just was never it just really it can really take time. I mean it's different athlete to athlete, but it can really take a lot of time. To come back from an injury like that and um, as much as she was cleared to play um, at the start of last season she just wasn't physically there yet um, and so you know we talked a lot about just you know what what she needed to do on the court to make the biggest possible impact but then last year as a junior she sort of re-injured her knee it wasn't a tear but it, it might have been a blessing in some ways because she she did this whole other set of rehab which really got her Um, she was so committed to it which going through that for a second time is so tough as an athlete but she really committed to it and then this year even this year she started the season started and she wasn't in a starting role right um and just she was so um invested as a leader and just her maturity and her consistency and she brought that every day to practice and it just became really clear to me a couple days in like this kid's got to be on the court um So between her leadership and then just her skill on the basketball court, just kind of not playing outside of herself, just doing what she can do and doing it well. I think she wasn't trying to do too much. Um, and she just found some real consistency. She's a shooter. And so she found some consistency, um, make it an impact that way. And she also led us in terms of, um, just knowing the game plan, knowing the scouting report, knowing what I expect, um, which which really I mean that's, that makes a huge impact for any team but certainly a team that has a lot of young players who's trying to figure all that stuff out you know like when i say we're doubling the post this is what i mean you know like things like that she just she just knew what i meant and was able to do that stuff consistently so just staying really committed with her attitude um, and being able to perform as a player just got really, you know, um, she willed her way onto the court, and it ended up making such a huge impact for our team.
0: Yeah, no, I remember I interviewed you before the season, and yeah. you mentioned, oh, yes, I mean, Erica's a senior captain, but yeah. you, you didn't really expect her, I think, to have this big of a role necessarily, right? She earned yeah, that? Yeah,
1: definitely earned it. I mean, yeah. I, certainly, um, I certainly knew that she could. I just wasn't sure. You right. know, I think coming off, it had been so long since she'd actually been on the court, in terms of, you know, being out most of her sophomore year and then her junior year, still working to get back. And so there was a lot of unknowns there. Um, so, yeah, I just wasn't sure how that would play out. Um, but she certainly, I think, just just sort of um, met whatever, you know, expectation anyone could possibly have of her in terms of performing on the court. And um, she just really maximized her ability, I think.
2: I was going to say, what's it? different train here what, what's it like to uh, that that first year you came to Bates to coach somebody else's kids I mean that's a coarse way of saying it, but you know what I mean somebody else recruited a team and now they're gone and you got that team it's, yes. like, it's not how you might put a team together What's right. that like? I mean, I, you kind of rolled your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> not, not fun. I'm guessing. Yeah.
1: You know, what's funny when I first took over the job, so many people would say to me, sort of mentors or friends in the coaching world would, you know, kind of say like, Oh, you know, the, just talking about the process and you got to get your kids. And that would piss me off a little bit, honestly, cause I'd be like, these are my kids. Yeah. This is my this team. Is this yeah. is my yeah. program. And, um, and certainly we made strides and I do feel that way that, you know, those are my kids and that's my team. Um, but yeah, there, there is a lot to be said for, I mean, just the way, how much, you know, you put into recruiting and the way that you can develop relationships with kids like at least a year, sometimes more before they even get there. And so I've really felt that, you know, with my younger kids, I mean, Erica, our senior this year is sort of the last kid in our program that I did not recruit. She very much still feels like one of my kids though, because, you know, I had, I had four years with her. And so, you know, now by the time she's leaving, like, it's like, yes, she definitely, you know, feels like, feels like, um, one of my kids in my program. But when I think about, for instance, my current freshmen who, you know, I worked so hard to recruit them and develop such a relationship with them and their families, um, you know, is when you take over a program, you're trying to do that while also, um, while also coach the team and also kind of be in it in the season. And so, laying that groundwork and that foundation before they even come in, um, I think just sets you kind of miles ahead. Yeah.
0: I'm curious, you know, we have a game tonight. Yes. Uh, final regular season game of the year against University of Southern Maine. Um, 5.30, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, Part double of a doubleheader. So yeah. women first, women yeah. the men. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this is the final game of the season. And so, in terms of from a coaching perspective, are you looking to – I mean, are you going to play Erica like, 40 minutes or what? <laughs> you yeah. Like, how do you go about this, or do you give um, – you know Meredith Melindy a lot of time. What do you right, do in right. terms of you know distributing the playing time here tonight? Kind of. Um,
1: I think the the best answer to that and the the um, most honest answer is like we just we're trying to win the game. Just
0: like how you normally. Would. Yeah,
1: yeah, I think so. I mean, certainly depending on how that game goes, I'll, those things will absolutely be considered. Yeah. Um, but those are things you know, m- you know, in terms of playing other kids, and those are things I I think I consider every game. You know, uh-huh. in terms of, um, but certainly I would just say my biggest priority is. Um, we want to end on the strongest possible note that we can and we want to end with a win and so i'm just gonna do whatever we got to do to put our team in the best position to do that i think um those other things certainly if we're in a position to do that I, I hope to but um, you know in our last um, NESCAC game on Friday i certain and you know the the senior night for erica i mean i certainly um I certainly thought about that more in that game just yeah. in terms of oh whereas you know normally i might just you know, um, get her out for a couple minutes here. I just was like, I'm going to let her play this out, you know. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, tonight it's – I just um, – yeah, I just want to put us in the best position to win.
0: What can you tell us about Southern Maine? What, what do they bring to the table?
1: Uh, they're they're really solid, really athletic transition team. Um, they're doing really well in their conference. Um, yeah, just, just all around really solid. Always a tough game. Always a tough in-state rivalry. Always has been. Um, and they have gotten – over the past, like, three or four years, they've just gotten better every year. Um, and they have some real athleticism at the guard spot. I think our biggest challenge is going to be containing um, containing them off the dribble. And, um, yeah, just, you know, we felt like transition is a big strength of ours. We're a, a, a small, fast team, um, but they certainly can match us in that. So uh, needing to defend them in transition and, and sort of contain their ball handlers will be important.
0: Is this a weird feeling to have this non-conference game just – Randomly tacked on just because of what happened early in the year with the weather.
1: I'd love to say no, but first, <laughs> you know, I was um, Coach Furbush and I were talking about that because we're in the same position. Obviously, it was going to be a doubleheader earlier in the year. Yeah, and, um, we really tried to do everything we could to reschedule this for any time but this week. Yeah, um, and unfortunately, it just wasn't possible. It was sort of like we had to do it this week or just not have the game. Yeah, and so we definitely wanted to get the game in, and sure. um, you know, so. Yeah, of course, there's an element of it does feel a little a little odd to be sort of closing out the season with a non-conference game. Um, but at the same time, you know, it's a home game. It's another opportunity to play and to, to um, be successful. So, you know, I think we're trying to think about that first. And, you know, we our last game against Trinity, you know, obviously was a loss. And so right after that game ended, I thought, okay, I'm really glad – you know, we have another opportunity to sort of close the season out, um, with a really good feeling, um, as opposed to a loss. So, um, yeah, there's a little, there's a little bit of like, ah, this feels a little weird on February 11th to be closing it out on conference, but at the same time, just trying to focus on, um, all the all the good things about it, and all the positives that can come from tonight.
0: Yeah, with a win, Bates would have their best record at home since yeah. uh, 2010, 2011, when you okay, were nice. and two at home. Yeah. they had a chance to be 500 for yeah. the first time, since 2012, 2013. So yeah. there's certainly things Those... to play for, right? you do yes. you tell your team, uh, you know, the importance of like you know these benchmarks of continued progress, kind of? Oh yeah, yeah.
1: And I, I think they get it, you know. Yeah. And these are some of the goals that we have set for our program and. Um, you know, I said to them before practice, I just, I just sort of address this stuff as directly as I can. I'm like, you know, somebody talk to me about why tomorrow matters. Right. And yeah. It seems such a, you know, of course it does. We're playing a game and this is right. our season and yeah. I know why it matters, but like, I want to hear you say it out loud to me. Like why, you know, why are you going to be able to find some fire in your belly tomorrow? Like what's yeah. really going to bring that for you? And those are definitely things we talked about. Um, so yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm definitely, you know, trusting that they're going to be, they're going to be really focused on those benchmarks. Yeah.
0: Just real quick on the Trinity game, I mean, you look at the kind of the quarter-by-quarter quarter breakdown, obviously, uh, the second quarter was the second quarter. I mean, it was 16-2 to 2 Trinity, but besides that, you you know, if you uh, take that out, right, you outscore them by four throughout the rest of the game, but this has been kind of a common thing and yeah. just a trademark of, you know, a young team plus Erica, I mean, being yeah. the only senior, I mean, <clears throat> this is, I mean, is that, uh, have you seen this before from teams where this one quarter kind of mm. costs the game, kind of?
1: yeah. I think it's, you know, it's a common thing you see. And I talk about it and like with coaches all the time, I mean, there's a reason why the game is 40 minutes, right? Yeah. So there's one, there is merit to kind of talking about, you know, we're right there. We had, you know, we had that one stretch that we, um, we, this has happened to us, you know, a couple of times yeah. throughout the season where you have one stretch where when you let down that focus, um, you let down your, your ability to perform, you know, for us, it was like we were still getting to the same shots in that quarter. We weren't making them. Um, you know, so on the one hand, sure, like, you know, you're like, oh, we're right there. But on on the other hand, the game is 40 minutes and you have to be able to perform for all 40. And um, so, yeah, but it, definitely frustrating to to um, to just have a stretch that will cost you the game. You can't. I mean, there's plenty of out of conference teams where we've had stretches like that and we can get a win, you know, right. and a decisive win. Right. But it's like in conference. I mean, yeah, there's no margin for. Yeah, error. yeah. If you snooze for a minute, like you're you're going to dig a hole that is going to be really tough to get out of so yeah hoping that's something we can continue to just you know continue to grow
2: basketball is one of those sports and i think it's increasingly this way though more than maybe some of the others you can say well if you don't hit in baseball and softball you're not going to win well not necessarily so because you got a really good pitcher yeah you got other ways right and you could break down basketball saying if you don't rebound if you don't put you know but you know what if you don't hit baskets yeah and (laughs) you know who knows why teams If you watch them they go cold yeah, I mean, I watched the Celtics a little bit over the weekend. It's like, yeah, could going somebody cold, make right? yeah. a basket? You know, these are professionals. Yeah, right. Somebody make a basket. I, yeah. You know, no. Yeah. And and I'm talking layup. They miss everything. Yeah. So, it that sport more than others, especially with the three point uh, shot being so big now. I I watch teams in the tournament. We broadcast a ton of games. You, these really good teams go in and they're cold. Yeah. Er, gone. Yeah, one and done. You know, so that sport more than others. Uh, yeah, there are parts of the game that could change the game. You're playing better defense, yeah. even though you. Co- but still, you yeah. can't hit the. You can't hit baskets. Yeah, you're not gonna win games. You. You can That's play true. great, great defense, but at some point, gotta put the basket in there.
1: You know. It's so true. I mean, we've had a couple games. I mean, Amherst. Being yeah, you played great defense against Amherst. Defense. So, it's like yeah. okay, we've just strung together five stops. That's yeah. great. Yeah. I I don't know if we can string together twenty. You <laughs> yeah. know, like they're gonna start <laughs> eventually. So it's yeah, like you have gonna, to yeah. you gotta capitalize on the other end. We had the same opportunities against Trinity. I mean, to start that second half. It's like we've gotta stop. We gotta stop. We gotta stop. We've got a great shot. We missed it. We got a great shot, we missed it. And it's like you just you gotta you gotta reasonably sort of play well on both ends to um yeah to have a chance. I never
2: coached basketball, so I don't know. I mean, I shouldn't say that. I coached freshman basketball (laughs) for about that long. I was the AD and I didn't have a coach. So I coached it until we got somebody. But yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I played basketball in high school,
0: but I don't know about that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Tough.
0: So tough. Bates again. If you want to check out the Bobcats, you have one more chance this year. It's tonight. Nice. Double header, women and men mm-hmm. at Alumni Gym, and a chance to you know for Erica to play her final home game, and then also on the men's side they have four seniors playing their final home games yeah. as well. So yeah. uh, and we don't have too many of these double headers. We haven't had any until. Tonight, this year at
1: least. Yeah, right? yeah, none at home. We we had um we, we played one on the road. I think we're, we're trying to schedule a couple for next year, mm-hmm. but it can be hard to do and right. you know, obviously not something we do in conference. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, so kind of a nice rare opportunity, I guess, to finish out the season and, um you know, have the teams there supporting each other. And so we're looking forward to it.
0: After you saw what the team, you know, did in non-conference play this year, I think you only, I mean, if you don't include the non-conference games against NSCAC opponents, I think yeah. you only dropped, what, a few, a couple against, non-NESCAC foes and yes are you looking for to kind of make the scheduling even tougher next year to keep bo- boosting things up or how does that yeah, work are we can schedule years in advance I don't know
1: yeah I know the of conference stuff we just kind of schedule year to year sure um I don't know I think our out-of-conference schedule is still pretty tough okay. honestly yeah. I mean we lost to St. Joe's who has been ranked all year and yeah. is undefeated right. and we'll continue to play them um you know, Hassan, we had a nice win over them, but they are consistently their conference champion. Yeah. Um, Springfield we played, who's, you know, just always a really good program. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you want to have a balance in there, but just the bottom line is, like, we still play some pretty tough out-of-conference opponents, but it's just often not really comparative to our league. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's tough yeah, to think- find
0: non-conference that's comparable to the NESCAC.
1: It really is, yeah. yeah. And so – yeah, there's there's a feeling like we really got to take care of business at a conference, and you know I think we did a, we did a decent job of that this year, um, and you know we'll next year we'll continue to play um, some of those same teams we'll continue to play St. Joe's and um, you know Hussin and those those in-state teams, but um, yeah I think. I, I think it's really important to schedule, to have a good balance out of conference teams that are you know, going to prepare you as best you can for, for the tough conference play.
2: Yeah, you don't want uh, this weak, weak, weak team to come in and you win by 45 points. Right. I mean, you learn a little bit of th- things about that right. and maybe feel good about yourself short right. term. Right. But you watch, I don't care, any sport, Alabama football, the SEC's schedule, not every team is really good. Right. And they've got some... Teams in that schedule look and go. Oh yeah, really? They're playing them. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think you got to have some of that, like you said, because otherwise, what you expect your kids to do when people listening and say, "Well, isn't it? You know, they're playing back." No, it, it's not as easy as people think yeah. it is. That, yeah. that every single game is a gut wrenching, intense. Yes. yes. Uh, you you talk about you know, 15-18 weeks of that. They had yes. toast. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you you got to have some, and I don't want to say fun. That's not the right word. But you got to have some time when you also feel like, okay, you know, we can. Yeah. It's going to be fun. We can do this. You know, I I don't know. I.
1: Yeah, you got to balance that morale, the morale boosters yeah. and the confidence yeah. and opportunity. that Like I say, not a blowout. You don't want right. a blowout, but you right. want
2: something that you can say, look, let's learn some things. Yes. Well, right. let's try something that we're going to use later in the season. Yes. We'll, let's yeah. try this zone against somebody else. Let's try. Right. Because they're probably not scouting right. know, as much. And yeah, yeah. Chance for you to try it.
0: Yeah, yeah I think you got to have some of those. The week okay. I noticed where that happened kind of was like you played Norwich and Maine Farmington. Yep. And you lit up Maine Farmington. You beat them by 52 points. Yeah. And no disrespect to them. But then that weekend you had to play at Tufts, which is like one of the top five teams in the country. So it's right. like. Maine Farmington maybe doesn't necessarily prepare you for tough all well. that well, probably. Absolutely but. not,
1: yeah. <laughs> Absolutely not. But I do feel like, you know, we have, because every single conference a game is so tough. Yeah. um You know, I think we do have a pretty good balance. But, like, yeah, you're right. It's, yeah. I mean, certainly there's some things you can, you know, that was, a, that was you know, those home wins against some of those out-of-conference teams were definitely feel good. And yeah. It's really nice to boost the morale of the team to feel like, um, We can sort of share some playing time and get some kids in the game. And um, so those things are, you know, those do have importance and they do sort of um, help your team um, just, you know, with morale and confidence and things. But, yeah, not necessarily game preparation. You know, the other
2: thing about NESCAC being so difficult, and I said I know it because my daughter played two sports in NESCAC, but I went to the games this weekend, Con and Bowdoin. I didn't look at it before I got there. I you know been out of it so long. Uh, my daughter graduated in two thousand six, but uh, the word on the street there was if Bowden didn't win both games. They were out of the NESCAC tournament. Mm. Hello, this is ice hockey. you talking. Yeah, ice about, yeah. hockey. I mean, it's kind of like oh, you know, doesn't everybody expect Bowden to always be right there and whatever? Well, yeah. no, it doesn't happen. Right. It's tough, and the games were no score at the end of regulation in both of the games. I yeah. Mean, couldn't
0: get much tighter than that. Yeah. I mean, that's just the way NESCAC is in every sport.
2: Yeah. At least the way that I see it.
0: I'm yeah. curious with the um, the high school tournaments coming up here yeah. in Maine yeah. at all levels. Are you going to be attending some of these oh, to check yeah. out Yeah, some future, possible future Bobcats? Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. It's, it's just definitely a fun time. I mean, I just, um, NESCAC play it finishes up way earlier than every other conference, including. Uh, including high school. <laughs> um, <laughs> so while that's frustrating and while this time of year, I'm like, geez, our season feels so short. Um, it is, this will be a good opportunity, not just in Maine, but we'll get out and about, um, kind of all over to see some high school playoffs and, um, before the club season gets started. So yeah. And then the, going to the Maine high school tournament games is always nostalgic for me. I love yeah. it. Even though the Bangor auditoriums, I know, no longer there, but, um, it's very nostalgic and yeah, always fun to see. And, um, just a fun environment so yeah we'll definitely get out to some of those yeah. when you
0: played for bangor what was the farthest you ever advanced in the tournament or
1: uh we played in the eastern main championship my junior and sophomore year gotcha so okay. yeah those are those are some of our i told him that
0: we
2: i mean bangor was the mecca i'm, I'm sorry yeah. everybody else it was it <laughs> yeah and it just the, the reason was it, up above in the second up in the mezzanine they were all stadium seating yeah down below it was a raucous uh bleacher seats uh from both from end line to end line and beyond yeah. oh actually they went right to the wall and i mean it was the atmosphere was absolutely incredible i mean yeah. incredible. it was so much fun playing in that in that facility yeah it really was it really was. for everybody yeah it a b, b b c d They made it as well level right it, everybody yeah. played there and it was fun
1: yeah i mean i remember being a kid and going up there before i was in high school like you know middle school Going up there on February break week and just spending, you know, like my parents would drop me off at 9 a.m. for like the Class D girls matchup. And I would stay until, you know, 9 p.m. for the like Class A. So, um, yeah, just a lot of great memories. Here's 20 bucks and
2: don't buy too many hot dogs at first game. (laughs) No, and you know what? We've talked about this. Uh, Those smaller schools, they they pull up the sidewalks and everybody in town comes and they stay they don't just stay for their game. They stay, stay all, day. all week. Yeah. Right. They, oh, yeah. They're all day, all week. And we used to kid, there were two guys, Whitney, and I can't remember the other guy's name. They used to sit at midcourt on Monday morning, and at the end of the week on Saturday night, they were still sitting in the same yeah. two seats in yeah. the bleachers. Yeah.
1: Big event. <laughs> they
2: interviewed them on TV. They were there so much. Yeah. You know. It's great. It was yeah. great. Great great venue.
0: Bangor girls this year are a three seed in class AA North. They're playing Chevrolet in the quarterfinals and the boys of course were the top seed so yeah see
2: now in those Rams days do. you played your regular season games at the auditorium bang auditorium we didn't oh no. you didn't they you they switched over by then yeah we switched over john Baps played there they used to play at the auditorium oh, their regular yeah. season games and everybody kept whining about what an yeah, advantage, advantage you know whatever yeah. like what ucla playing at the rose bowl kind of yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, gotta get there
0: <laughs> right yeah <laughs> Well, Allison, thank you so much for joining us here in studio. This is my last week filling in for Maddie, and so it's great having all the winter coaches, you know, throughout the, the season. Of, um, you know, you, John, and Peter, and so on, Pat, and so on and so forth. So, yeah. it's been it's been awesome. Thank you yeah, so much for stopping thank you. by it's again. Been a lot of fun. So, don't forget, folks, Bobcats women and men starting at five thirty tonight at Alumni Gym. The weather's fine right now. I know it's going to get dicey maybe tomorrow and Wednesday, but it's fine yeah, right now. It's so come time. on out and watch Bates in action for the final time uh, this season. Allison Montgomery, thanks so much again.
1: Thanks, Aaron.